How is it that Pope Francis's Vatican has released a document forbidding the blessing of homosexual unions? Isn't this the same Pope who famously said, If someone is gay and searches for the Lord and has goodwill, who am I to judge? Isn't this the same Pope who approved of civil unions for homosexual couples, both in Argentina while bishop there and just recently as Pope in a film? Isn't this the same Pope who, while in America in 2015, welcomed his student's gay lover in a meeting and embraced him? Isn't this the same Pope who boasted on the papal plane in 2016 that he'd welcomed a transgender couple to the Vatican? He got photographed with them and described the couple as married and happy. Isn't this the same Pope who met with LGBT Catholic groups who push homosexual relationships in the church? Isn't this the same Pope who met with Father James Martin, the most noted LGBT-promoting priest in the church? Didn't the Pope also appoint Martin to speak at the Vatican's World Meeting of Families and appoint Martin to the Vatican's Secretariat for Communications? Isn't this the same Pope who made Blaise Supich a cardinal after Supich endorsed giving Holy Communion to homosexual couples? So how could Pope Francis's Vatican do this? That is what we're talking about on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Before we begin, let me remind you to please go direct to LifeSiteNews.com for all your news on life, faith, family, freedom, and culture. We are heavily censored on Facebook, banned from Twitter, and our main YouTube channel has been deleted. To stay in touch with all of our news and video offerings, remember to go direct to LifeSiteNews.com, sign up for our daily email at the top right-hand side of the page so you won't miss a beat. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There was a big news day Monday from Rome with the release of a Vatican document forbidding the blessing of homosexual unions. From what I said in my intro, it's not surprising that the world was really shocked at the statement, which for Catholics really was nothing more than more evidence of the sad reality that such a statement was actually needed in the first place. The famous homosexual musician Elton John was quick to tweet out about the Vatican's hypocrisy. And I quote, How can the Vatican refuse to bless gay marriages because they are sin, yet happily make profit from investing millions in Rocket Man, a film which celebrates my finding happiness from my marriage to David? Hashtag hypocrisy. The intrepid Catholic commentator Matt Archbold had sympathy for Elton's charge of hypocrisy over at his blog, Creative Minority Report. Archbold recalled how the Vatican, quote, had taken money that had been donated for the poor and invested in other ventures, including Hollywood movies such as Rocket Man, end quote. Quoting from newspaper, he noted that the Vatican's Secretariat of State reportedly contributed £850,000 towards the biopic, which is roughly 3% of the film's budget, end quote. Well, I have to admit that I'm a little suspicious when I see something good coming out of the Vatican these days. But I always remain hopeful for signs of conversion from Pope Francis, for which I pray each and every day. So... When the document forbidding blessings on homosexual relationships came out, I read it very carefully. And this one line caught my eye that made me uncomfortable. It was this line speaking about homosexual relationships, and I quote, 
the presence in such relationships of positive elements, which are in themselves to be valued and appreciated, cannot justify these relationships and render them legitimate objects of an ecclesial blessing, since the positive elements exist within the context of a union not ordered to the Creator's plan." End quote. What can be positive about these relationships when they ultimately lead to hell? While the overall statement was good and praiseworthy, this line could be dangerous, I thought. And I have to admit, I suspected an agenda here. But it's, it's not without reason. I recall vividly the midterm report of the Extraordinary Synod back in 2014 in Rome. It contained some similar language. It said, and I quote, homosexuals have gifts and qualities to offer the Christian community, end quote. It also asked, are our communities capable of providing them accepting and welcoming, uh, or excuse me, accepting and valuing their sexual orientation without compromising Catholic doctrine on the family and matrimony? At the Vatican press conference that I was at at the time in 2014, when the document was released, it was Michael Voris of Church Militant who challenged the wording, and he, he really did so beautifully. Here's what Michael said at the time. He said, are the Synod Fathers proposing that gifts and qualities flow from the sexual orientation of homosexuality? He added, is the Synod proposing that there is something innate in homosexual orientation that transcends and uplifts the Catholic Church, the Christian community? And if so, what would those particular gifts be? <laughs> Only Michael can put it like that. So, could this new Vatican document, which is seemingly so good and accepted by so many of the good people in the Church, be a Trojan horse, bringing with it the eventual destruction of the very teaching it seems to uphold? Well, there's definitely precedent for that in Pope Francis's history. Do you remember when Pope Francis, in one of his public remarks, totally contradicted the Church's teaching against contraception. And then it was confirmed as such by the Vatican Press Office. It is an incident that we should actually look at, and it might be important to consider, with this new Vatican document. As he was seemingly overturning the Church's teaching on contraception, Pope Francis did it in the midst of his strongest ever condemnation of abortion. He said abortion is a crime, and compared abortionists to the Mafia, I'll quote it for you directly. He said, I quote, Abortion is not the lesser of two evils. It is a crime. It is to throw someone out in order to save another. That's what the mafia does. It is a crime, an absolute evil. End quote. Wow. Awesome. The statement was praised by the pro-life groups everywhere. But in that very same answer, he threw the teaching against contraception of the you know, the teaching of the church against contraception under the bus. He said contraception was the lesser of evils and it could be used in cases where there was a risk of Zika virus transmission. And the Vatican press secretary actually confirmed that the Pope was indeed approving of the use, and I'll quote it for you, and I quote, the possibility of taking recourse to contraception or condoms in cases of emergency or special situations, end quote. That was directly from Father Lombardi, who at the time was the Vatican press secretary, clarifying that the Pope actually said what he said. Unbelievable. But you know, there is now some evidence that this new Vatican document is a Trojan horse. 
As soldiers for the anti-church, most pushing the LGBT and leftist agenda in the church are working on that very phrase in the document. The vanguard of the ecclesial left is in Germany and officially called the Synodal Way. An email communication uh, to that group, which was uh, forwarded to LifeSite News, notes that they will be studying the new Vatican document very carefully. A Bishop Helmut Dieser is quoted as highlighting the positive assessment of homosexuality by the Vatican's Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith. It says, and I quote, On the one hand, it is assumed and thus recognized that there are homosexual couple relationships. He went on to say that, quote, On the other hand, it is said that there are positive elements in them that are to be valued and emphasized so that they must be treated with respect and tact. End quote. Oh, come now, some people might say, how could you, how could a document specifically forbidding the blessing of homosexual unions be used to infiltrate the church with the eventual aim of allowing for such blessings? Well, in exactly the same way that the laws changed to allow for same-sex marriage. Remember Biden and Obama when they were promoting same-sex civil unions and being all against homosexual marriage and all about marriage between a man and a woman, as they said? Have a look. Do you support gay marriage? No. Barack Obama nor I support redefining from from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support that. That is basically a decision to be able to be left to the face and people who practice their face, the determination, what you call it. It was the thin edge of the sword. It was the Trojan horse that brought in homosexual marriage and now it's enforcement. Dear fellow Catholics, we must be vigilant and fight for the truth of our faith, for the sake of our souls, for the sake of our children, and for the sake of those with same-sex attractions who are, like all of us, tempted to engage in sinful activities. Activities which imperil their immortal souls. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, 
I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parlor, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.